0: This podcast is brought to you by iCoreStudios.co.uk. iCore Studios is a media focused social site providing exclusive games, web comics and podcasts. Head on over to iCore-Studios.co.uk to find out more. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to Today I Despair, my name's Josh Reaver. It's episode 8 and we're back to bad dating stories and this one's quite a doozy. In episode 6 I mentioned a woman. This woman that I got on with very well had been told I said something negative about her and the way she looks. She emailed me to ask if I would said it and I said no because I didn't say it. However I then went on to say, no I thought you looked lovely today. Those eight words would cause me more grief than I can even say here. But hey, look at me getting ahead of myself. No, no, I need to take you back. Back to a simpler time, when I was eight years old. I idolised my older brothers, who were in their late teens, and the stories that I'd hear from them were pretty bad. The one that matters in this episode, though, is when one of my brothers started dating a woman in her 30s, roughly twice his age, and had kids. But what was the problem? Where's the humour in a young woman trying to find companionship in a young man? It's all about intentions, and I can tell you that my brother's intention was to fuck her a few times and fade her out of his life. She wasn't quite in the same camp as him on that though, and wanted to continue seeing him until the night I'm about to tell you about. You see, he'd been ignoring her for about two weeks, and this was back in the early 2000s, it's not like social media was a thing. So it was all about texting. If someone didn't reply to you, you had no way of seeing if they would last online 10 minutes ago. And the whole girl should never message first bullshit was in full swing. But she caved after those two weeks and messaged him. Hey, do you want to come over? I miss you. In fairness, he did reply. He said, no, I'm busy today. She replied again to say, oh, but I'm making lasagna. Before I go on, something you should know about this particular brother of mine is that he fucking loves lasagna more than Garfield, and that's no overstatement for the sake of a joke. It's to the point where this woman, he was hopefully ghosting forever, mentioned making a lasagna. You know what he did after she said that? He said, I'll be there at 6 p.m. I love a good home-cooked meal as much as the next guy, but he lived at home. Armban made lasagna all the time, Oh sure, but this woman, he could be fucking. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Except he didn't want to fuck her. He wanted to stay away from her because the sex was bad, so why bother at all? After eating the lasagna, he spent several hours there until going to bed with her, faking an orgasm, telling her he was gonna go downstairs to watch TV, ordering pay-per-view porn and charging it to her TV subscription, ejaculating onto the coffee table going into the cupboards and then stealing a box of Jaffa Cakes before leaving and blocking her number. It's quite rough isn't it? But when I heard this when I was 8, minus the coming on the coffee table part obviously, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Fast forward to now and I've developed some empathy skills, so although yes it was a funny story, it's a horrible way to treat someone. But why, oh why am I telling you this story? It's from 20 years ago, which kind of makes me feel sick, but what relevance does it have? Well, your patience has paid off because I'm going to tell you exactly what it has to do with me. This woman that I used to work with that I said looked good was in her 40s, and from the day that I said those words, I found out that's all you have to do to say to a single mother with a 20-year-old son for them to latch on. And latch on she did. It started off as a simple friendship, I was in a relationship, and was oblivious to what she was doing, to the point where I was telling my girlfriend at the time about the situation. We used to go out and get lunch, and she asked for my number and we began texting. She was into similar music to me, so we'd chat about that quite often. And it was nice to be able to vent about the dickheads I worked with, with someone who actually knew them and could confirm that they were, in fact, dickheads. It was close to the work Christmas party, about a couple weeks out, when she suddenly started sexting me. Really graphic stuff. And then she sent me a picture of another man's penis fucking her. That's right, she sent me a picture of her vagina with a cock inside it with a caption, I wish he was you. What the fuck, man? I remind her about my girlfriend because I love my girlfriend and this isn't what I signed up for. I thought we were just friends. I show my girlfriend and she laughs at me. She didn't feel threatened, no no, she just laughed at me. I take a step back from talking with this woman, but at the Christmas party she approaches me and brings her son over, who is like two months younger than me. Boy, do I feel awkward. We stand at the buffet table talking and I feel a hand grabbing my ass, and so I look up from my plate to turn to her to say, please stop, and what do I see? Oh that's right, she's not even anywhere near me, but you know who is, Oh yes, that's right, the sun. I turn to my left and yep, there he is looking at me. So what do I do? I say, I'm going to go mingle and just fucking leave and stand on the other side of the room and speak to no one. 30 minutes later she walks over and asks if I want to go upstairs and fuck her in the toilets because she's going up there and will wait 10 minutes for me if that's what I want to do. So as she leaves the room, so do I, I follow her up the corridor and then I swing a left turn out the exit and go home. She never brings any of this up again and after I left the company a couple months after, I blocked her number. But surely that's not the end of the story, there has to be more, otherwise you've wasted my time, you must be thinking. Well, you are correct. For the next few years, every so often, she would view my LinkedIn profile, or like a picture on Facebook. Little things that made me very aware of the low-key stalking. I mean, everyone's done it to some degree online, so I understand. Me and the girlfriend I was with broke up in 2015 as you may know from previous episodes and one of the first things I did after that initial rebound was unblock the now 46 year old woman and say hello because I knew it'd be an easy lay. You'd think after being blocked for so long she'd be pissed, but no! When she asked why she was blocked I just said I wanted to remove anything that reminded me of that place. And she said okay, cool, fair enough. After maybe 30 minutes of messaging, she asks if I want to meet up for a catch up. So we go for a few drinks and she knows everything that's happened in my life since I left the job, because as it turns out, she was just regular stalking me too. I didn't know at this point, but her keeping on mentioning certain life events of mine or even small things I'd done was getting creepy so I called it a night and blocked her again because I realised it was a bad idea. A couple of months go by, and now I live in London, in a very depressing house share, and think one day, yeah, may as well try it on with her, so I unblock her again. Before I can even send her a message, she sends me on saying, hello stranger. What do I have to lose though? We talk for a little bit, and again, she asks why I disappeared, and I said that I had a lot going on and needed to tune out. She accepts it, and invites me for dinner at hers whilst her son is out. And so what meal do you think I chose? That's right, lasagna. Because I too wanted a funny older woman lasagna story to laugh about and sure, it's funny now, but at the time it was awful. On the day she sends me a picture of yet another cock inside her vagina and it reads, wish you were him. It's a different picture, but the exact same message. Do other people like that? Does she think I want to see a literal penis inside of her? Weird fucking pictures aside, I get to hers and she lets me in and takes me to the kitchen which is in the basement. There's no windows or natural light and it feels a bit iffy, to be quite honest. It's 5pm and dinner isn't even in the oven yet. In fact, she hasn't even begun the prep but told me she cooks her lasagna for 4 hours. So what, are we not eating until 10? I'm hungry now, I haven't eaten all day for fucks sake. She knew I liked Disarano, and so introduced me to the sours mix, which she kept pouring and pouring. I asked for water, but she said, no, no, just have another cocktail. This woman was trying to get me drunk, but by not feeding me or letting me have any water, and I got pretty damn wasted. I felt terrible and uncomfortable. You might say, well, hang on a minute, Josh. You're the one who kept drinking, and and yeah, you're right. But are you telling me that if you were really fucking thirsty, and all you had was a fruity alcoholic cocktail that you wouldn't still drink it. In addition to that, she'd bring me over a new cocktail if I took more than 15 minutes drinking my current one and pressured me into necking what I had. Let me remind you that she isn't drinking at all. She was completely sober. 10 PM. 10 PM is when dinner was finally ready and I was ruined. I ate what was given to me And then we both went upstairs to the living room and sat on the sofa and I said, oh, aren't we going to go to the bedroom? It's quite late if you wanted to fuck. And her response was, oh, I thought we'd wait until midnight and then we can make love before falling asleep together. Ah, shit. (laughs) I don't want to stay here. I need to get home to safety. She tries to put on a romantic comedy and so I say, oh, no, no. I have something much better, and instead put on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Because if we're gonna sit here and watch something, it will be on my terms until I can escape. She then proceeded to explain every damn joke to me. Haha, that's funny because of this. We watch one episode, and I'm thankfully sobering up. I turn to her and say, I want to fuck you. Oh, Josh, I thought we'd make love later. Firstly, For the love of Christ, stop saying make love, you old bitch. Secondly, I want to go home. I maintained eye contact with her after she said about, ugh, making love. And after a moment, she stood up and said the first of many cliche things. Let me go slip into something more comfortable. Yeah. 10 minutes go by and she finally comes back upstairs in this awful black and teal thing, walks over to me and gives me quite possibly the worst blowjob of my life. After two minutes, I stop her. I cannot allow this travesty to go on. I put her on all fours and she turns around to look at me and says some words that haunt me to this day. Oh, won't you perform Cunnilingus on me? Yeah. Cringe, 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 I felt sick. Why the fuck wouldn't you just say go down on me? Why the fuck would you use the word cunnilingus? Why oh why oh why oh why? I stay in character though and say, hey, you'll have to earn it, because if I didn't say that, I might have just ended up throwing up from the use of the word cunnilingus, which again, why, oh why, oh why the fuck would you use it? After maybe 10 seconds, she says to me, how does the fantasy compare to the reality? Fuck off. Please fuck off. I cannot express to you how much you need to fuck off. I'm struggling not to go limp. I really fucking am. A few more minutes pass and she starts saying, "J oh J Jay, 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 Jay. Now yes, my name begins with a J, but my name is Josh. Interestingly enough, though, her son's name also begins with a J and their name is actually J. So basically, this woman was saying her son's name. This was the point where I thought, okay, fuck this, I need to get out of here. I'm not a fool. I made escape plans while she was getting changed. I messaged one of my friends and said, hey, if I text you saying help, You need to call me, and he agreed. I get my phone out and text to say, help. I eagerly await a response as I half-heartedly go in and out of this awful woman and then I feel my phone vibrate. Thank the Lord, except this was a text, not a phone call. The text read, oh, what's up? And I just think, fuck this and make an outbound call to him and say, oh, hi, what do you mean? The confusion from the other end of the phone was laughable. It's like he completely forgot the whole plan in the last five minutes. So I'm now having to do a one-sided conversation whilst trying not to be put off by him questioning me. Well, when, when did it happen? I slide my semi-flaccid penis out. Okay, I'm on my way. Why did you just take a phone call? She asks as I start pulling up my trousers. It's my brother, he's been hit by a car. Right, look, before you judge me, in in fairness, what other excuse could you have come up with in five minutes whilst very drunk that would be a reason enough to leave mid-sex? Don't judge me. She doesn't seem to believe me, but at the same time doesn't want to appear insensitive, and so she accepts that I'm leaving, but then for some reason I say, do you have any more of that lasagna left at all? and then ask her to put it in her Tupperware for me to take home. And she fucking does it. Ridiculous. I pretend my Uber's arrived and and then I leave. But I haven't even ordered one yet. I need to get the fuck out of here. I walk to the high street and order the Uber and finally get home. I wait an hour and finish off the lasagna before posting a status on Facebook that only she can see, saying, thank you to everyone who has wished my brother a speedy recovery. We honestly don't know what's going to happen. Pure genius, right? And yet, she still doubted my story. Funny side note, it was actually my brother's birthday that day. And uh, I didn't even realise, which is quite amusing. Anyways, I I ignore this woman for a week. I don't block her yet, I just wait it out. And then, I get hit with a massive four-page email, and fucking hell, what a waste of time it was reading that. She detailed how I'd let her down, how the lack of... Yes, she said it in the email. Cuddy Lingus was like, I was from the Dark Ages and went on and on and on about this and that. But the interesting thing I noticed in the email was that she referred to me not by my name, but by the letter J. The really creepy thing about this, other than the fact that she was calling me her son's name, was the fact that she told me that they still sleep in the same bed when it's cold and snuggle up. What the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck? so she must have known that I noticed her saying her own son's name during the awful, awful sex and was trying to cover herself. Well, no, no, that isn't going to work on me. But I don't even mention it in my reply. In fact, all I say is that I don't think that what happened was healthy and I'd like to cut communication. Keep it simple. This then caused things to blow up, though. Suddenly, I was being emailed by four different people she worked with and two of her friends, all asking why I'd treat her this way and if I knew that she missed her period and all of this other shite. I blocked every last one of them. I then emailed her to say, look, you might have missed your period because of the menopause, so might want to go to the doctor, and then I blocked her too. I won't go into detail on how abusive the messages were from her and her friends and colleagues, but my very timid menopause joke was more than justified and Equally as shit. Side note, I found out that she was saying about the whole missed period thing to try and scare me um, and had in fact been barren for three years. So, for anyone wondering if I potentially abandoned an accidentally pregnant woman, I didn't. Thankfully, I never heard from her again or anyone relating to her ever again. Though one thing from that night endures, and that, my friends, is the Tupperware box. That has served me dutifully as a container for my sewing kit. So that's a plus, I guess. In fairness, in her email, she said, don't worry about returning my Tupperware box. So I put it to good use. You might be thinking, hey, Josh, you're a real piece of shit, and I'm not gonna disagree with you. Instead, I'm gonna say that I was very young, in a bad place, and that although funny to look back on, to an extent, it was also a terrible, terrible situation that I never should have put myself in. Equally, for anyone feeling bad for the woman, I'm not going to spend time defending myself other than to say the red flags were there for both sides, but dicking down or getting dicked down take priority in most humans, so it is what it is. I couldn't say how many times I've told this story, but most people say that although my methods are unorthodox, there's no denying that they are effective. This has been Today I Despair, a podcast which with every episode makes me question my life choices. Episode 9 is about another dating story. The only thing standing between me and my escape then was the girl's dad with a metal bat and her uncle with a crowbar. As always, if you have any suggestions please submit them at icore-studios.co.uk and be featured on the podcast. We are looking for new creators to partner with, so whether you want to get into making comics, games and podcasts, or you have any existing projects that you want to talk to us about, please get in touch. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and sign up to iCore-Studios.co.uk to be kept up to date on new content releases. Have a great day and I'll catch you next time.